Good morning. Praise the Lord. Hug somebody next to you if you would. Say, I love you. I need about $100 right now. Praise the Lord. Pay me what you owe me. Glory to God. Let me mention our product for a moment. Everybody that needs encouragement is smart. And everybody that needs encouragement really needs to do something about it. If you're facing discouragements in your life, if you are like most people are, you wake up in the morning, you have a lot of different things that come against you, negativities, negative people, circumstances, whatever it may be. So we wrote this book called Letters from God. If God wrote you a letter every day for a year, what would he say to you? The ushers are going to pass these books out uh, to you. And when it comes by, just read your birthday. That will give you an indication of the kind of book it is. It's healed many thousands of people all over the world, and I think it will also be a blessing to you. Also, we have these menus that are going to be passed out to you here. And uh, on the side is where you mark what you want. But basically, I had this come to me in a dream, and so I did this how-to library. And the tapes have been healing a lot of people. They are by number like that. And so each number represents a different message. Number eight happens to be how to heal your sleep. And for all of you that have sleep problems, get the CD, how to heal your sleep. If it doesn't do what I say, send it back. I'll give you your money back. But this tape by itself has healed a lot of people's sleep already. I'm actually ministering to you on the tapes. They're not just preaching. I'm actually in there praying for you and ministering to you through all the different sources of bad sleep. Uh, how, to, how to be delivered from depression. How to be healed from sexual abuse. How to find the love of your life if you're a single person. You just don't want to marry somebody with two legs. You want to marry... You want to marry the right person since you have to spend the rest of your life with them. They could be your worst enemy if you end up marrying somebody that doesn't know how to love you. And uh, how to get your whole family saved. If you have an unsaved family, I'll take you right through that. How to get your children baptized in the Holy Spirit. How to raise spiritual children. How to cast out all the evil presences in your home and sanctify your home, how to walk in the presence of God, how to know that God is leading you. How do you know that what you're doing or about to do is actually from God? That's a really important thing to learn. Um, how to, let's see, uh, how to live inside of God's presence, how to be a woman of freedom. How many of you ladies want to be free? How would you like to be free from all irritating people? This will show you. Um, let's see, how to, get, uh, how to know God loves you, how to bring the Bible to life, how to have, get, find supernatural strength, um, how to get rid of Jezebel out of your family, how to be a paymaster and, and, and live to get people out of debt, uh, how to love, ooh, turn to somebody and say, you need this one, how to love ugly and difficult people. Everybody just say, mm, I need that one. How to forgive the unforgivable, how to be healed from a divorce, um, how to know you're going to go to heaven when you die, how to be healed from an orphan spirit, how to get back what the devil has stolen. These are all very, very important. The nine needs of a woman is a DVD, but all you ladies should get that. It's really powerful. Um, 
how to how to how to find wholeness in your life, and just there's about 40 of them on that list. So ushers, if you would pass those out, and then we'll get going. Okay, let's go in the book of Luke, if we would, and let's start this morning's ministry. Luke 16, verse 19 is where I'm going to read. There was a certain rich man who habitually clothed himself in purple and linen and revealed and, and reveled and feasted and made merry in splendor every day. And at his gate there was dropped down and left a certain utterly destitute man named Lazarus, who was reduced to begging. He was covered in ulcerated sores. He desired to be satisfied with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs even came and licked his sores. And it occurred that the man reduced to begging died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in Hades, the realm of the dead, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. Praise the Lord. Lord, bless this message today. Bless all the people. Change our lives forever. I want to talk to you this morning about your value. The message is called The Priceless You. Each one of you has lived your own life. You've been through a lot of things already. Some of you have been married once or twice, have had uh, your parents divorced, or have been abandoned by a father or mother. Some of you have been molested by someone. Uh, Many things have happened to you in your life. And as you sit there right now, you are basically the product of everything that's ever happened to you or anything that's ever been said to you that you believed. God believes that you're priceless. You are a priceless person to God. You are not a piece of trash. You are not throwaway. You are not a person with no talents or no gifts or no future or no destiny. Those are the lies of the world and of Satan. You are worth whatever God was willing to pay for you. That value that God gives you cannot be taken away from you by yourself or by any other person. Your value has been set by someone who had whatever it took to pay for you. Now we have to absorb that value And as we absorb the value, it begins to heal us. Anytime you give value to a child, you make them divine. You give them a piece of God. You put inside of them a medicine. You give them an answer. You give them a solution to whatever they may face in their life. I was in Romania, and I went into a children's hospital. I asked the nurse to take me to any children that didn't have anyone that visited them. When I walked into this room, there was a a little girl, six to eight years old. She had no arms. She had no legs. She had no ears. She had no nose. She had no lips. She had just been burned from just the stump of a child. And I noticed that when she saw me, the lady said, this man has come to see you and to pray for you, that she just began to cry. And her face was in a smile. And I said, what happened to this little girl? 
She said, well, her mother put her in boiling water and tried to kill her. A lot of you have had things happen to you that has deflated you. It has devalued you. It has put you down. I used to live with my grandmother till about the age of nine years old. My mother then got remarried. My dad had left. And she got remarried. I went to this house where my mom was, and I was moving in there. Uh, my stepfather was there waiting. Nobody else was there. When I walked in the door, he grabbed me by the hair and started to hit me on my head over and over again, calling me all these terrible names. He said, your dad did not want you. I do not want you. You're a worthless piece of trash, you blankety blank, blank, blank. If you ever give me any trouble, this is what I'm going to do over and over to you. Many of you have been treated like trash. Many of you have not had anybody in your life that has ever cherished you. You should have been cherished in your life. You should have been treated with respect and with dignity. Your parents should have appreciated you. They should have been kind to you. They should have loved you. They should have said the right words to you. But that's not the reality of life. That's actually not what has happened to most of us. Some of us have come through a meat grinder. Some of us may still be in a meat grinder. And when all that is done, when all that abuse and all that hurt is done, doing its work inside of us, we have to live with a residue of those voices in our head. We have to live with the sound of those people that we loved and were supposed to love us telling us all these terrible things about us. So God comes with a solution. He comes with an answer. He says, I am going to heal you. I am going to repair you. I am going to take out and remove from you the inward cancer of your soul. I'm going to take the ghettos out of you. I'm going to take the poor, impoverished ashes of your life, and I'm going to give you value, and I'm going to give you worth, and I'm going to give you dignity. And once you receive this dignity, once you believe this dignity, once you walk in this dignity, you are going to be able to do the same things to other people. Your family can totally be healed today. Your children can be healed. Your marriage can be healed. Every aspect of your life can be healed once you start to believe how valuable you are to God. A young man was driving a car, and he was drunk, and he, he killed an 18-year-old girl. He went to prison for it. This girl was the single daughter of an elderly couple. They had been believing for a long time to have a child, and later in, in, in life they had this child. And then uh, she was instantly killed, taken away from them. This man went to prison, and then a couple, an elderly couple, came to visit, them, visit him. And they began to tell him, they said, we are the parents of the girl you killed, and we want to talk to you about Jesus. And they came every day, and he said, I was in so much shame and in so much guilt, and I had so much anger over it, that one day I just finally told them, I don't want you to come anymore. You just can't come and see me. And they said, before we leave, we want to ask you a question. Would you consider letting us adopt you? We have no more children, and we want to adopt you as our son. He got saved right on the spot. He is a preacher today. 
I preached for him just a few months ago. He is there because somebody healed his bleeding sores. Somebody healed his ulcerated sores. Because you have dogs in your life, and those dogs are going to feed on your sores. They thrive on licking your sores. They thrive on exposing your diseases. They thrive on eating and devouring. And they feed on your faults and on your failures and on your mistakes and everything in your life that's wrong. We have had enough dogs in our life, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. We've had enough dogs in our life. We need somebody to heal us now. We need somebody to restore us now. We need somebody to make us better now. We need somebody to tell us you are wonderful. You are amazing. You've got a great future. You haven't ruined your life by all your mistakes. All the kinky things you do in the dark are not going to change the fact that you have the highest value placed on you. God said, I will pay with myself. You are worth what God is worth to himself. That is the value that God has paid for you. That is your value placed on you. And nothing you do, even if you reject God, can ever take that value away from you. To God, you are that valuable till the day you die. The more you receive value, because the first healing that comes is how you see yourself. And you've got to be able to see yourself the way God sees you. How do you see yourself today? Because a lot of us see ourselves in very twisted ways. Because we see ourselves based on what we have done and how we act. Very few of us have the ability to look beyond our actions and our behavior and look up to God and say, God, how do you see me? Because God sees you healed and he sees you with a solution and an answer. He does not see you as a permanently crippled or sick man or a permanently crippled or sick woman. God already has an answer on the way. He has sent the medicine and all he's asking us to do is take it. Praise the Lord. Would you look at the person next to you and say, is that your original hair color? It's fantastic. Can I borrow that hair for a little while? You have sores. I have sores. You have bleeding ulcers. You have ulcerated areas of your life. You have wounded areas of your life. You have areas of your life that are broken. You have areas of your life that right now are bleeding. Someone has hurt you. Someone has taken advantage of you. Someone has used you. You have become hard in some areas. You no longer trust mankind. You no longer trust anybody. There are very few people you can really even open up to anymore. You have to protect yourself sometimes from your own family. You have to protect yourself from your husband husband or your wife, because if they get mad and lose their temper, they're liable to say anything and do anything. And we have had enough of that. We are those that have been called to a higher purpose, ladies and gentlemen. We are called to walk in love and walk in healing and walk in our value. Your trash is now going to be turned into the treasures of God. And your wounds are now going to become your weapons of healing. And all the tragic events of your life, when God puts his hand on them, everything is about to change for you today. Praise God. Lift your hand and say, I am priceless to God. You can look this up on the internet yourself. Somebody paid $117,000 for a piece of Elvis Presley's hair. 
Someone gave $1.27 million for one of Marilyn Monroe's dresses. Someone paid $38 million for some eggs. A piece of furniture went for $39 million. A car went for $36 million. The Mona Lisa is considered to be priceless. I would not give you $5 for the Mona Lisa. I don't like the Mona Lisa. I don't want to stare at that. I have a pair of my mother's shoes, little tiny shoes. She had little tiny feet. You can't offer me any money for that. I have one picture of my mother. I have it in my office. You can't offer me any money for that. God decided you were priceless. You just have to accept it now. You're not worthless. You are not trash. You are not insignificant. You are not talentless. You have been called by God into becoming a literal weapon in His hand and to becoming literally medicine. You are a walking hospital. You are someone's divine appointment. You are a solution. You are a healer. You are a deliverer. And as soon as you believe that and see yourself that way, your life will begin to change. You are not a victim. You have been a victim, but you need to see yourself now as somebody that has been given the highest value and the greatest pride. Once you see that, you will not let people disrespect you. You will not allow yourself to disrespect yourself and you will not live in a low place. You will not live in the gutter, in the ghetto. You will not live in any dark place. You will not allow the stains of life or the diseases of life to be part of your behavior or part of the things you practice. You will no longer have sickness on the inside of you. You will heal and feel the healing love of God inside you flowing through all mankind. All racism dies the day that a man or a woman sees the value they have before God and the value that every man and woman on planet earth has before God. All men and women are equal in value and all of us are priceless before God. And the moment we see that, we will heal our families, our homes, our cities, and our life. Turn to three people and say, snap out of it. Praise God. God says you're the apple of his eye. You're a crown of beauty. It says you're an adopted child. Jesus took and became a worm, the Bible says, so that you could become royalty. Literally, Jesus took the wrath of God on himself so that you could have the love of God all day long on you, walking around inside of you, feeling that love, giving that love to people. You should be celebrated. You should not be tolerated. You should be celebrated by God. There should be at least one person in your life who considers it their ministry and mission in life to celebrate you, to build you up, to encourage you, to tell you of your value of of your calling, of your ministry, of your destiny, and of your worth. And if you have no one like that, then you need to look up to God because the minute you look up to Him, He will heal you. And if you are a healed person, you will heal people. And the minute you heal a person, you have somebody that will love you to the day you die. Put your hand on the person next to you and say, I want to tell you something. I believe You're supposed to pay my house off. Glory to God. (laughs) Come on, tell them. Come on, mean it. Say it from your heart. I believe you're supposed to pay my house. Say it from your heart. Mean it. Come on, do one genuine thing. Say it. I believe you're supposed to pay my car off too. And all my children. (laughs) Dear Lord, 
Rejection needs to die. The day you stop being rejected is the day you are no longer rejectable. Raise your right hand and say, God does not reject me. I'm not rejectable, even to those that reject me. I don't take it personal. The day that you have value in yourself, the day you see yourself the way God does, doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they think. Your enemies will always major on your mistakes, and your friends will always major on your potential. That's how you know who your friends are. Praise God. I am preaching very good, and you should be shouting and clapping and making some kind of ruckus here in this Presbyterian church. Praise the Lord. In Luke chapter 7, verse 37, there's a story of a woman who was a prostitute, and she had saved up this ointment that was worth one year's salary. She brought it in an alabaster box or vase, and then she saw Jesus and broke it at his feet and wept at his feet and then dried his feet with her hair. She was a prostitute. He was a rabbi, and a prostitute cannot approach a rabbi and certainly cannot touch one. This is why everybody around Jesus got so upset, because he says, do you not know who this woman is? The first healing is how you see yourself. The second healing is how is what you believe about yourself and the reputation you have. If you believe what your enemies say, you will never rise above that. If you believe what your own mind says about yourself, the reputation you carry with yourself is what God begins to heal once you accept the value that God has placed on you. You are worth what God is worth to himself. Let's say it. I am worth what God is worth to himself, because that is the price that he paid to give me value. Praise God. You should never have been molested. You should never have been raped. Nobody should ever have called you those names. They never should have yelled at you like that. Nobody should have ever hit you in the face and kicked you and, and, and done these terrible things to you. You should never have been tortured or tormented. They should have never made fun of your nose or made fun of your feet or your ears or any other body part. They should have never mocked you and rejected you. But they did, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the reality of your life. And you need to heal that by simply accepting, I am priceless before God, and then allowing God to change your reputation to yourself. Because the minute you believe what God believes about you, you heal yourself on that moment and change your future forever. And you will not be a slave one more day. No more drugs. You would never do that to yourself. You're priceless. You're priceless. Anything you love, you cherish and protect. If you don't love it, you don't protect it. If you love it, you spend time with it. You cherish it. If you have a car you like, you don't just leave it out. You cover it up. You wax it. You clean it. You keep everything in order. You check the engine. You change the oil because it matters to you. If you have a gun you like, you don't just let it rot and rust. You polish it. You carry it. You put it in your boot. You put it back here. Wherever you're carrying right now, you got it in there. (laughs) Anything happens, boom, boom, boom. There's a lot of action going on. Praise the Lord. I know who to hide behind this morning. We're in Texas. Land of the free. 
Home of the brave. Glory to God. <laughs> this woman had a reputation. Everybody knew her. She says, there she is, the prostitute, the sinner. Most of those men had been with her. She had a reputation. She was never going to change who she was in their minds, but she changed who she was in her mind when Jesus looked at her and said, Today your sins are forgiven. Today you are a new woman. Today you are no longer this woman. You are no longer what they say you are. You are now my daughter. I forgive you. Your sins are gone. And now he that forgiveth much, who is forgiven much, loveth much. And what you have done, I'm going to tell it all over the world. As long as there is time, your story shall be told. Her reputation didn't change for one day. It changed for eternity. Your reputation does not change for one day. It changes for eternity. You are now a totally different person when you allow God to heal your reputation with yourself. You all are a little prim and proper. I don't know why. What are you doing? Loosen up. Loosen up. And then the third story, and this is very powerful, the book of Leviticus. And the lepers in those days, the lepers were given certain instructions. So you are a leper. You cannot be around people because you will spread that leprosy. So wherever you go, you need to cry out so everybody can hear you, unclean, unclean, unclean. First God heals how you see yourself, then God heals what you believe about yourself, and then God heals what you know about yourself. These people were lepers, and Jesus healed their leprosy. As long as you're in here crying out, I'm dirty, I'm no good, I'm worthless, God would never use me, he would never anoint me. I've done terrible things. You have no idea what I've done to people. I've done terrible. I should be in jail. As long as that voice is still alive in you, you can never stand up and put on the clothing of the righteous. You can never walk as a new man or a new woman. Because you see, when Jesus changes what you know about yourself, he gives you a new name. In heaven, you have a new name. He gives you a new reputation, a new platform, a new identity, a new voice. He gives you a total new identity, not the identity of your mistakes and the identity of your weaknesses and the identity of your failures, and certainly never the identity that your enemies want you to believe about yourself. This man, my father-in-law, beat the living daylights out of me. He put knots all over my head. He came home on two occasions, and while I'm sleeping in bed, I'm nine years old, he vomited right on me. He made me feel like trash. He talked to me like I was trash. I felt like trash. I felt like I was a freak, like there was something wrong with me. I'm half Mexican, half Scottish, raised around black folks. You put that combination, you got schizophrenia coming out of every pore of your body. And this does not, this does not 
really help your identity. And today you've got to change how you see yourself and what you believe about yourself and what you know about yourself. Let me tell you a few things. Number one, you are chosen by God. You are royalty now. You are God's child. You are able to eat at the table of the king. You're you're his best friend. You are his most favorite child. He wants to spend every day with you. He wants to talk to you all day long. He wants you to know how much he loves you and that he's got great plans for you. You're not going to live in a ghetto for the rest of your life. Rise up. Rise up. Stand up. Rise up. Rise up. Let God take you up. Stand up. Get up from that place of nothingness and of insecurity, inferiority. Rise up and say, God is for me, not against me. God's going to use me. I can change the world. I can be amazing. You have gifts inside of you. You have talents inside of you. You can write music. You can, uh, you can have great businesses. You can heal people. You can write books. You can do anything that God puts inside of you to do because you are priceless. You are priceless to God. And that is a very, very important thing to know and believe. Mephibosheth was the son of of Jonathan, who was the son of King Saul. Mephibosheth got dropped in church or in the king's house and became a cripple. He went to a place called Lodabar, which is a house of emptiness and desolation, and he lived there in hiding because King David was now the king and all the enemies of King David were all being killed. So he didn't know who he was, so he went out there and was just living in desolation and emptiness and loneliness as a cripple. David said, is there anyone left of Jonathan's house? No, he didn't know that Jonathan, Jonathan, his father, was in covenant with David. They were best friends, like brothers. When he found him, he crawled up to King David, the Bible says, and said, why are you talking to a dog like me? Why are you wasting your time talking to me? Isn't that how you feel sometimes when you make a mistake, when you sin again in that area, where you tell God, I'll never do this, God, and then you do it again, and it's been 500 times that you told God you wouldn't do it. Now it's a 1,000 times. Now you're too ashamed to even apologize, and now the devil's got you right where he wants you. You can't allow that to happen. You've got to say, devil, this may be the 50th time I have failed, but I'm telling you right now, there is coming a day when this work will be completed in my heart. My heart will be circumcised and I will sin no more in this area. I will have victory in this area. I will rise up and I will not be the slave of this thing in my life. I will break off these drugs. I will shatter this depression. I will break off this self-pity. I will walk like God wants me to walk. David said, you don't know who you are. You are Jonathan's son, and he and I were in covenant. All I have is yours. He said, from now on, all your property is restored to you. All your land is given back. All your inheritance is given back. I'm here to tell you, priceless you, that your inheritance is coming. Your land is going to be given back to you. Your businesses are going to be given back to you. 
Your wealth in all areas is going to be given back to you. All your poverty is being broken off you right now. All of the negativity is being shattered off you. Everything that limits you, everything that makes you poor, everything that gives you a ghetto soul, everything that steals your love, joy, peace is all being taken away from you and God is giving you back the wealth that you deserve that God gave you at Calvary as one of His children that you are chosen by God and that you are priceless before God. Do not live like your enemies say you should live. Do not live like you say you should live. And do not live like all those dogs that are out there licking your sores and feeding on your failure. Do not give them power and authority one more day. Declare today, I cast out of my life every dog and everything that does not heal me and make me whole. I cast it out of my life in the name of Jesus and I invest myself into the loving heart and the valuing God I have who values me and esteems me highly and considers me to be a masterpiece of His grace. I can be something amazing. Why am I letting people treat me like trash? Why am I letting men take advantage of me and use me? Why am I taking advantage of women? Why am I a slave to these things? Because you do not see how valuable you are yet. When you do, everything will change. Praise the Lord. Raise your right hand and say, I'm priceless before God. Look at three people and say, I'm priceless before God. Say, I am not trash. I am a new creation. God was willing to pay for me with the highest price. Rahab was a, spy, a, a, a prostitute. The spies came into the promised land and they came by her house and she said, what can I do to help you? We've heard about you. And the spy said, if you help us, then we'll spare you. She said, no, no, no. I don't want to be spared alone. I want you to spare my mama. I want you to spare my daddy. And I want you to spare all my relatives if I do this for you. They said, okay, we'll spare everybody who's in your house. We'll spare them all if you'll just help us do this. And she helped them escape. And when they came into the land to destroy it, she was there to help them. Rahab is the grandmother of King David. And Rahab is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. A prostitute is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Because you can change your stars and you can change your destiny the day you decide, I am not the victim of my parents' DNA. I am not the victim of my grandparents' DNA. I switch DNA right now. I choose the DNA of Jesus and I reject the DNA of every cursed relative that I have ever had. I will not be an alcoholic. I will not be a drug addict. I will not live in poverty and be broke and hate myself and hate anybody else. Am I the only one shouting here? Can anybody make any noise? Come on. What you believe about yourself ends the conversation. A young man goes to high school. A young girl goes to high school today. It's like going into a butcher shop. 
they're going to be slaughtered verbally. There's oil in this building. There's healing in this house. It is the time. It is the place for you to be made whole. You are priceless. Stop allowing people to mistreat you. Do something about it. Stop mistreating yourself. You have the highest value. You are worth God's time. You are worth God's love. He paid for it. He took your punishment to give you His forgiveness. He took your judgment to give you His mercy. He took your pains to give you your comfort. God took all diseases known to man, past, present, and future, and laid them on Jesus so that today you could be healed of every disease, mental, emotional, physical, and of any other kind. There is no disease of any type that can survive a man or a woman who knows their value in God and before God. It cannot survive. You've got to rise out of it and come out of it. That's when weight leaves. That's when stress leaves. That's when fear leaves. And that's when you start acting, talking, and thinking differently. You no longer compete with anybody because you have no agendas but to heal. You're not intimidated by anybody because you have one agenda, and that's for them to be promoted. Your number one agenda is the promotion of mankind above yourself, before yourself. So you are no longer fighting. There are no opponents. There's no ambition. It's all vision. Ambition creates opponents, jealousy, and competition. You don't have to fight for your place in God. You have it. You, there's nothing to fight with anybody about. Everything that's yours cannot be taken from you. It is yours. You simply have to access it. No one else can have it. Say it out loud. It's going to feel weird. I'm amazing. Come on, say it again. Say it to the person next to you. It's going to feel weird. Come on, raise your hand like this. Come on, raise your hand and go. Everybody loves me. That's going to feel like a lie, but say it again. Everybody loves me. You know it's not true, but we're making it true. Come on. Everybody loves me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the only person you have to please today is God. When you please Him, you will please all the right people. Come on, lift your hands and just wave them like crazy people. Just wave them and say, oh my gosh, I'm free. I can breathe. What do you mean you're free? You mean you're not aware that people are looking at you? What is that? Oh my gosh. 
is your eyebrow off? Is the hair falling? Is it possible? Do you look a little weird? Who cares who you're trying to impress? You're already priceless. You already have your value. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what they say. What matters is you before God. Are you pleasing God? Is he satisfied with you in all areas? That's the only person you have to please. We're no longer trying to impress people or do anything or competition with anything. No, 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 no. No. We carry medicine. You are a foot washer. That's it. Nothing else. Just wash people's feet. Heal people. Be kind to people. Give them value. Celebrate them. Boast on their future and say, God is for you, not against you. Apologize for siding with Satan verbally against them. And say, I repent for using my mouth to curse you. I partnered with Satan and I repent. Never again will I partner with my greatest enemy and thief that wants to strip me naked and throw me on the streets and let the dogs devour me. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus. Praise the Lord. Can you say it? Say it out loud. I choose Jesus. Close your eyes. Turn that on. Close your eyes for a moment. And the reason I ask people to close their eyes is so that you can shut out all the distractions around you. Value. Your value before God. Your preciousness. Your importance to God. Your dignity. Your self-worth is all needing to be reinstated. Who you are in God, what you could possibly do. All of this begins with one choice. It is very simple. If you died today, if you died today, are you 100% sure that you would go to heaven? Can you say without any doubt whatsoever that if you were to die in a car, in bed, anywhere, that you would go directly to heaven? Or do you have doubts about that? Are you here and saying, look, I don't know that I would go to heaven if I died. I'm not sure. I want that. I want that peace in my life. I want to know that I'm going to go to heaven when I die. I know I can't buy that peace anywhere. God has to do that. And I'm going to ask you to do something very simple and easy right where you're sitting. If you want that peace in your life, and you want to know that beyond any doubt, and you say, I want that, I want that in my life. All I'm going to ask you to do right where you're sitting is for you to lift your hand high enough for me to see and then I'm going to pray for you and God is going to do that for you. I see hands going up everywhere. There, 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 there. Hands are going up there, 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 everywhere. People are lifting their hands and I want you to lift them with no shame. No shame. Stretch them out to God with no shame. There, 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 there. Everywhere. Hands are going up. Now all of you that lifted your hands, 
I want you to just stand right where you're at so I can pray for you. Stand to your feet right where you're at and let me pray for you right now. And let's take care of the biggest, most important need you will ever have in your life. Stand to your feet if you lifted your hands. And I'm going to pray for you right now. Now, all of you that are standing, all of you that are standing, could you look at me for one second? May I have your permission to pray for you? Can I have your permission? Wave your hand if I have your permission. I'm not going to embarrass you or make you say anything to anybody. I just want you to look in your eyes when I pray for you. Would you let me do that? You don't have to talk to anybody or say anything. I just want you to come up here to the front and let me look in your face and pray for you right now. Would you just leave your seat? Come right up here. Give them a hand as they come. Leave your seat wherever you're at. Come on out. Give them a hand. Jesus said, don't be ashamed of me in front of people. I won't be ashamed of you in front of my father. Clap like your mama's coming up here now. Come on. This is somebody's son, daughter, mother, father, brother, sister. These people matter to somebody. They matter to somebody. Now, all of you that came up here to the front, let me say a few things. If you have ever asked somebody in your life to forgive you, how many have done that? And they say, yes, I forgive you. Have you noticed that a lot of times the next time you do something wrong, that they may bring up everything else you did that you were supposed to be forgiven for? Because people don't know how to forgive, and they certainly don't know how to forget. When God forgives you, he's not like we are. He gives himself amnesia concerning every mistake you've ever made, anything that makes you ashamed, and anything that makes you feel guilty. What is it in your life right now that you're ashamed of? What is it in your life that makes you feel guilty? Because it is about to walk out the door permanently and for the rest of your life. You're about to be forgiven and it is about to be wiped clean, and you're about to be given a brand new start. God is going to write your name in the Lamb's book of life. He's going to erase your doubts, and you're going to start all over again. This is what God is offering you this morning. So here's what I'm going to tell you. You need to forgive everybody who has hurt you. And the hardest thing of all, is you need to forgive yourself. Are you ready? Are you ready, church? Would you pray with me, with these people? Nine people are out there right now that should have come forward. Nine of you. I'm going to ask for a favor right now from the rest of you. Would everybody ask the people next to you, are you 100% sure you're going to go to heaven when you die? If they say, I don't know, would you say, I'll walk up there with you right now, and let's see if we can get those nine people to come. Would you do that right now? Just ask that person next to you. If they say, I don't know, say, I'll walk up there with you and walk up there. Walk up here with them. Praise the Lord. We got some coming up here. Come on, bring them up. We got some right there. We got some right there. Nobody should leave this meeting without having that peace in your heart and in your life. I'll wait for you. You're worth it. You're worth it. 
You're worth it. You're worth it. Praise the Lord. So four out of the nine. Would you pick one of the people and stretch your hands out towards them? Just not, not general, like not a general, but specific. Pick one of the people. Pray for them. And let's say the prayer. Say, Jesus, I need help right now. I need you to forgive me, God, for all the things I've done. I do not want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Take the doubts out of my mind. Cleanse me with your blood. I forgive every person who has ever hurt me. I will not be their slave in my head and heart anymore. I let them go. I now forgive myself and turn my back on my self-loathing in the name of Jesus. I choose a new beginning with no mistakes in it. I choose a life under the control of the Holy Spirit. I receive you, Jesus, into my heart. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I am a new creature. Everything old is passing away. I am priceless to you. I receive that in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Now everybody say these words. Because I am forgiven, I am no longer guilty. Say it out loud. I'm not guilty. Say it, church. I'm not guilty. Say it to the person next to you. I'm not guilty. The blood has cleansed me, and I get a new beginning. Now, I want all of you to turn around. Don't walk away. Turn around and face the church. Just turn around. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, can I present to you these men and women and children that have been forgiven? Their names are in the Lamb's book of life. Their doubts have been removed. They're going to go to heaven. Satan is defeated. And God is on the throne. And we bless them today. All right, turn around one more time this way. Thank you. Stretch your hands out towards me. In the Bible, the preachers and priests could bless people, and whatever they said would come to pass. So here's my blessing on you. I bless you that you will be happy and you will not be cursed. All family curses are broken off you. All your mistakes are gone. You have a new chance. I pray over to you that you will live a long life and it will be a happy one. You will have the right people in your life and they will be healers. They will restore you and you will be mentored into your destiny in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you all. You can be seated. Give the Lord a hand, everybody. Give the Lord a hand. Thank, thank you, Jesus. A couple of more thoughts. A couple of more thoughts. If you have a, a smartphone, you can go on the smartphone and put in my name on your app store, Ivan Tate, spelled T-A-I-T, Download our app. It's free. And then there's around 100 different messages there for free. Uh, 
and I put a new one on every Monday called Life Lessons, things I've learned over the last 45 years, and I think they'll be a blessing to you. Praise the Lord. Also, thank you for those of you that are going to give in, your, in the offering towards our orphanage in uh, Guatemala and also uh, all our children in Africa. Thank you.